1: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Uh, and go to Chris Fedor uh of Cleveland.com. Chris, what's up, man? Key Bush, how are you, bud? Hey man, I'm feeling good, man. I, you know, I've been trying to get deep. now listen. Now, I I shouldn't even I shouldn't even dignify this with, with 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 no question to you, but you know, there's there's somebody in this city. <clears throat> Hiram. Um who who's, under, who who's under the impression that, uh, you know, Colin Sexton is on the same level as a Donovan Mitchell. Now, listen, I'm not even going to waste your prognosticating abilities on such a trivial matter, but, I mean, they're not in the same play. They're not in the same uh, stratosphere. Come on, man. it's No,
0: it. I mean, I think we've seen Donovan take his game to a completely different level this year, and that's the special thing about his season, G. Bush, is that he was great. In Utah, right? He was a three-time All-Star. He led the Jazz or helped lead the Jazz to five straight playoff appearances. And then in his first year with the Cavs, he's gotten even better. Career highs across the board, wiggling his way into the MVP conversation. He's not going to win it, obviously. He's not going to finish in the top four, obviously. But he's played at that kind of level for the Cavs.
1: Does Does he have a shot at all NBA, any other teams?
0: Without a doubt. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I think I know voters that are considering putting him on first team all NBA. Now it's tough, right? Because the guards have been really, really good. There's Luca, there's Shea Gilgis, Alexander, uh, Jalen Brown's had a great year and Donovan Mitchell's right there as well. So he's going to get some recognition for first team all NBA because there are people that aren't going to put Luca as first team all NBA guard because Dallas has completely tanked, and Dallas isn't even going to the playoffs. So that's the kind of year that Donovan has had. And for all of the things that he has helped the Cavs accomplish to this point, G. Bush, we have seen Donovan in past years crank it up even more when he gets to the postseason. And we have started to see him understand that the postseason is right around the corner and take his game even to a higher level going into the playoffs. So um, to me, that's one thing that is so exciting is that even though he has been so great and accomplished so much, you feel like there still may be another level once you get into the playoffs.
1: That, which is crazy. I I, I still right? I, I keep saying it. I didn't, and I feel disrespectful towards him because I keep saying I didn't know he was that good, and people keep saying no, he's just gotten better. Like I that's didn't. Exactly right. It just his. I didn't. I don't remember him shooting. You know, it, it being this prolific behind the three-point arc, or having that type of tenacity where he's doing it off the dribble, off the bounce. He's do, It's just. It, it's just been a fun year to see, and, and to me, it's been one of the best years I've ever seen, besides the LeBron James uh, performance.
0: Uh, I mean, to your point, G. Bush, this is the best season of his career. Everything points to that. So he wasn't this good in Utah. He was very good in Utah. There's no doubt about it. Again, three all-star appearances led them to the playoffs five straight years. But he wasn't this. He took his – he came to Cleveland. He played alongside Darius Garland. He played alongside Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, running the pick and roll with both those guys, and took his game to a completely different level. And he still – in the prime of his career, and still has room to get even better. The one thing that has impressed me the most about him this year is his passing. His passing has been even better than I anticipated. Everybody talks about his scoring. Everybody talks about his athleticism, his ability to score at all three levels. But his passing and his ability to lift teammates around him and make them believe that things are possible like that, I don't know how you quantify that but that has helped the Cavs get to this point that they're at where they're the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference and they've got home court advantage.
1: Uh, before we 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 dive into this next series, another guy that I wanted to get into individually was Evan Mobley because somebody, I, I think it was Kendrick Perkins, I, I, Perkins had said it, and I was listening to him and uh, um, uh, um, uh, Marcus Spears, and they were saying that they believe he's going to get some votes for defensive player of the year. And i I didn't think of I didn't think of it that way. I thought maybe he may sneak into an all defensive uh, team, maybe third or something. Or, or uh-huh. but, I, you know, has he played that well defensively? And I know he's played great because he's turned it on himself in the second half of the season. Um, where do you think he'll land in, in those votings? And how good has he been defensively? I, I didn't know that. You know, some people were thinking about giving him votes in terms of defensive player of the year.
0: G Bush, I have a vote. My vote is due uh, Monday at 6 p.m., and I am strongly considering voting Evan Mobley for Defense Player of the Year. Wow. Um, The Cavs have the number one defense in the NBA. They've been the number one defense for a majority of the season, and he is integral to everything that they do. He can guard inside. He can guard outside. There are advanced metrics that point to him being the best defensive player in the NBA this year. He's played more minutes than Jaron Jackson Jr. He's played more games than Jaron Jackson Jr. He followed less than Jaron Jackson Jr. So for a guy who is seven foot, guarding out on the perimeter, guarding the rim, um, and we have seen the Cavs, Uh, transform themselves into a defense-first team. And that happened, that coincided, obviously, with Jared Allen coming aboard, but Evan Mobley as well. And for him to have the kind of defensive season that he has had, and for the Cavs to have the kind of defensive season that they have had with a non-traditional undersized backcourt Mm. and some limited defenders that he has to protect, playing alongside Kevin Love earlier in the season, You know what I mean? Like, for them to have the kind of success that they have had with those factors, Evan Mobley is a big piece of that. Jared Allen is as well. And I think one of the issues that voters may have come Monday is, who's more important to the Cavs' defensive success? Is it Jared Allen? Is it Evan Mobley? How do you pick between the two? But for somebody to lead the league or be close to the league lead in contested shots, both around the rim and on the perimeter, I think that just goes to show the kind of impact that Evan has on a possession-to-possession basis and a night-to-night basis. And I think that deserves to be rewarded, whether he's 21 years old or not.
1: Uh, talking to Chris Vidor of cleveland.com, one of the North Oms at Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. He's a beat reporter uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. They they are uh, going to make their first appearance uh in the playoffs, I believe since twenty eighteen, um uh-huh. post LeBron. Uh you know, this series is is a very interesting one because, you know, we look at it, uh, Julius Randle's health is a little I think he'll be ready to go the first game. Right. Um but Jalen Brunson is the guy who uh is a little scary. Um he <laughs> I mean the guy can play he can score in boatloads. When you look at this matchup um Chris First of all, you know, what 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 does that guy present and, and the Knicks are a very tough matchup for the for the Cavs. What makes the Knicks so match up so well against the Cavaliers in in the regular season? I just
0: think one thing that stands out to me, G. Bush, is their toughness mentally and physically. Uh, They're a great rebounding team. They crushed the Cavs on the glass in the most recent meeting between the two teams. Obviously, Jared Allen didn't play. Isaac Okoro didn't play in that one either. Um, But they have guys that have been there, done that. That's one of the things that has separated the Cavs from the other top-tier teams in the Eastern Conference throughout the course of this season. And I think we knew it coming into the year, right? The Cavs hadn't done as much as Milwaukee and Boston and Philadelphia. They hadn't experienced as much as those teams. They weren't battle-tested the way that those teams are. And you can say similar things about the Knicks. We have seen Julius Randle on the playoff stage. We know what that looks like. We know he's had success there. We've seen Jalen Brunson do it on the postseason stage. Donovan Mitchell saw it firsthand last year when he was with the Utah Jazz playing against the Dallas Mavericks. So that's something that I think separates the two teams. Um, And I think that's something that the Cavs are going to have to find a way to overcome. It's just their reality. We don't know how Darius is going to respond in a playoff series. We can sit here and we can say, well, we think he has the demeanor. We think he has the game, but we don't know. The playoffs are completely different than the regular season. The playoffs are completely different than last year's play-in tournament. And it's the same thing for Isaac Okoro and Evan Mobley. So that's one thing. Um, The other thing is, like, I just think they have a bunch of interchangeable guys that, um, on the defensive end, on the offensive end, Josh Hart, R.J. Barrett, you know, Emmanuel Quickly, um, a bunch of just, like, interchangeable parts where if one guy doesn't have it going, you feel like the other guy can come off the bench and give you a little bit of a boost, right? And the Cavs don't really have that. The Cavs are third lowest scoring bench in the NBA, Um, that's a big advantage for the Knicks. I think it's going to be a war. I think it's going to be a fascinating seven-game series. And no matter what happens, G. Bush, because the Cavs are playing against a team like New York that can test them in the way that the Knicks can, physically and mentally, and because they're playing against a coach in Tom Thibodeau who has been there, done that, and he's going to devise some hellish schemes for Donovan and Darius to have to deal with, I think no matter what happens, the Cavs are going to leave that series being better because they went through it.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I, I think that we, we, the fun thing about watching this series is getting a chance to see what someone young does. Cause you can either right. one or two things can happen. You can either shrink or you can say, wow, that guy really stepped his game up and you really don't know until you just get there and see it. So, Obviously, we wanted to see it last year. This year, we're going to get a definitely opportunity uh, to see it in a series that's going to be nationally televised. It's going to be one of the series people talk about the most because it is yeah. a four versus five uh, seed. Uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, Julius Randle. Is is he the guy that for the Knicks to actually win, he's going to have to outplay uh, Donovan Mitchell?
0: No, I think it's Brunson, honestly. I mean, so much of what they're going to do, Their offense is very, very um, limited when it comes to passing. It's very, very ISO heavy. Um, It's very much just get the ball in your best player's hands and see if they can create something. Um, Julius Randle obviously has a physical advantage over somebody like Evan Mobley. But Randle is going to be matched up oftentimes in the series with one of the Cavs' two best defensive players, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley. And I'm not saying that both those guys for the Cavs are just going to completely shut down Julius, but a less than 100% Julius. And that's the thing he could come back and play, but there's a difference between playing and being effective through injury. And we don't know how effective Julius is going to be that close to coming off that injury. So given that, and given the fact that the Cavs two best defenders are going to take their chances against Julius for a majority of that series. I think they can at least limit him and hold their own from that standpoint. The Isaac Okoro injury looms when it comes to the Cavs, because if he is less than 100%, if he's limited, if he can't be right by the time that series starts for the Cavs, and there's not a lot of clarity on his injury right now, it's an injury that just takes time to heal, and there's nothing that they can do to, to speed up the process. Um, if, if they don't have him, Jalen Brunson's going to have it easier. Um, when Isaac has played this year for the Cavs in the matchups against the Knicks, Jalen Brunson's numbers are completely different than what they were in the most recent meeting when he exploded for a career-high 48 points. Isaac's the kind of defender that can deal with Brunson and make things Tougher on him and if it's not Isaac Darius can't handle that the same kind of way right Donovan can't handle that the same kind of way so if I'm the Cavs knowing how much of the offense is going to run through Jalen Brunson and knowing that he's the guy that controls their success and failure most nights on the offensive end that's the guy to me uh that has the ability to swing the series more so than somebody like Julius Randle
1: Who's the most important guy coming off the bench for, for uh, the Cavs in this series?
0: Yeah, it's Levert. It's Levert because I just don't know what to expect from Ricky Rubio. He just hasn't been the same player coming off that torn ACL. I talked to him the other night um, in Orlando about the challenges of this season. His mind has been playing tricks on him. He thought he was ready to go, but physically his body just won't allow him to do some of the stuff that he had grown accustomed to doing. And that's part of what comes with getting older. That's part of what comes with getting older and coming off such a significant knee injury. So to me, it's Karras, especially in this kind of series G Bush where his defense is going to be really, really important. I think his scoring off the bench could be really important depending on how the Knicks want to play Donovan and Darius on the defensive end of the floor and his versatility, the ability to guard one through three could be really important too, because He might take some chances against Jalen Brunson, right? He might have to guard Emmanuel quickly coming off the bench. He might have to deal at times with Josh Hart and keep him off the boards and limit him in transition and all that kind of stuff. If the Cavs can get the, the, the version of Karras that they got in March where he was playing as well as he has all season long, looking very, very comfortable coming off the bench, if they can get that version of Karras in the series against the Knicks it would be a huge huge factor
1: Chris is going to be a very exciting uh series we'll look we'll check it out basketball is back we, man we, can we, you feel <laughs> it it's a different vibe it, it's a different <laughs> level I I can't wait to start and, and get in there opening uh opening uh tip for that series is it going to be at home you got a f- at home playoff series in Cleveland for the first time in a long time I'm right. excited about it. We'll listen to uh, to you and actually check out all of your writings and keep a close tab on the Knicks versus the Cavs.
0: I'm excited, G. Bush. This is something that the organization deserves, given everything that they had to go through in order to mm-hmm. get to this point. And that's one of the things that's really, really exciting in the NBA is when you see a team, like emerge from the darkness after going through a rebuild, same thing in Sacramento, right? right. Like. They are going to be lively at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse because the fan base has been waiting for this moment. I'm really, really excited about it.
1: Chris, we'll talk to you soon. All right, sounds good, buddy. All right, Chris Feed Order, Northumberland Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Let's go right to a 2020 update.